The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Merry Christmas! What is this? Up to Neverland! Ho 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 ho! Come in and know me better, man! Ho ho! Merry Merry Christmas! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders, and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think of that happiest thought, and let's fly away to Neverland. Now, normally, and what I unexpected to do, I would have been all over that Disney investors meeting and discussing it, and I still would like to do that in an upcoming episode, but things just didn't really work out for me to have it as a discussion. Uh, I only had me, and all it would have been me is saying, here it is. And I wanted to get some people together to discuss it. Things just didn't quite work out. It is a busy time of year, which means I also had a hard time getting together everything for a show. Although I do have some interviews planned and even one scheduled for later uh, this week. So there will be some new content coming. But what I thought would be fun, because we're going into a Christmas week and I'm super busy trying to get things going for the holiday I'm going to share some old memories. These are from way back. If you've never heard any of the early episodes of the show, I've taken some clips from the first few episodes that were actually filmed in Christmas, and it's some people that I talked to from my old church where people are sharing their Christmas memories, and then it's me and Lost Boy Philip sitting down and discussing uh, some of our memories of doing the Christmas programs at the church. And it's really good content. I actually reuse some of it uh, on a streaming radio show that I create that's very similar to this. It's pretty much making adapting the podcast for radio. And I enjoy listening to some of this old audio, and I thought, you know what? It's, it's a good Christmas audio. Uh, so we're going to go outside of our, our usual of what we are kind of used to, and we're just going to sit back and listen to this short, special episode of some Christmas memories. So please enjoy. To Disney and beyond. Many years ago, um, my siblings uh, and I lived with grandparents. There were six of us, and we um, didn't have much, much, much at all. Anyway, we were living with my grandparents, and they lived on a farm out in a small town. And um, the... uh, thing was we we wondered we wondered what we were going to get for Christmas we didn't have any idea and so um, to our surprise Christmas morning the Baptist Church in this small town had brought us Christmas Aww. and um, my do- my sister and I we got these little Patsy dolls they weren't they were just really stiff and hard and everything but they were just precious and then everybody else everyone in my family got uh, a toy, or they got a cl- clothes, and we got oranges and and fruit and stuff like that. And uh, I just remember that, especially um, being with my grandparents, and uh, they were really, really special to us. And I just can't ever forget. Or for, you know, they just they just blessed us so many times. The end. <laughs> well, that was a memory shared by our dear friend Ruth. On the radio, we didn't have electricity. You sit around Grandpa's radio at a certain time, and he would play um, different uh, 
all different, uh, oh, it was Sky King and Yukon King and uh, all these characters that were on the radio, Lone Ranger and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'd all sit around the, around his rocking chair and his big old radio and we'd sing, um, and we'd just listen. And then after that, we'd go into the kitchen. The kitchen was always nice and warm. Of course. And smelled good. And uh, Grandma would always have a treat for us. So. But Grandmas are the wonderful, most wonderful, and Grandpas are too, but Grandmas are special. So anyway, uh, yeah, so we had, a, we had a great time using it. We'd make our own fun. I mean, but there was sleigh riding or stringing popcorn or whatever it was we did, you know, we made our own, our own fun. So anyway, that's the rest of the story. Hi, I'm Laura. And... My favorite Christmas story is when I was about three and I got like a beautiful red bicycle. My name is Ben. Um, here's my story. Um, when I was a, a kid, I grew up in a Joe's Witness household, didn't know what Christmas really was. I thought it was just a, uh, you know, a bunch of people trying to show how rich they were to one another and be, you know, popular with one another. And, um, and uh, so until I went into foster care, I really didn't get a chance to even know what people believed about Christmas and what it was all about. Uh, when I was about 13, um, I met Jesus for the first time, and uh, he changed my life. And uh, so the, the following Christmas, um, I, I, when I turned 14, I got to experience my first Christmas. I was at the Missouri Baptist Children's Home, and uh, some the, the local church had uh, gathered up uh, our Christmas list and gone out and gotten everything on it. Uh, so when I woke up on Christmas morning and came down, uh, to, to look at the tree, uh, it, there was a bunch of things with my name on them, and I, I never felt so special. Uh, and uh, I felt like someone really loved me, and um, you know, it was one of the first times in my life that I that I really felt loved by people that didn't even know me, and I felt like, well, um, you know, maybe God does love me, and uh, it was a very special Christmas for me. Hi, I'm Everett, and I got a little bit of a story to tell that when I was a child, I was really very sickly, and it meant so much to me that my family uh, did show so much concern, and I remember I had uncles and aunts and cousins just coming to my house all the time and bringing me presents and food and cheering me up, and, and I'm just saying it's wonderful to have a family that, that's caring, but it's even more blessed when you have a family that's like the family of God, and that's how I'm, I'm happy to have both. Hello, how you doing? That is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great intro, wasn't it? Uh, hello, how you doing? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Look, this is Phil. Hi. I'm Phil. That's Phil. <laughs> so anyway, so Phil and I, we went to the same church, uh, grow, grew up together where his father was a pastor. And so we got to do a lot of Christmas pageants together. So we're going to kind of talk about the, our memories of doing it in the Wacky things that we have a pretty good story that we have to be careful how we phrase it probably because this is this is a family friendly show. <laughs> I actually I try to be as G as I can, but there might be a few PG songs I pick out for uh, uh, an upcoming show. Uh, well, I'm going to have still something post Christmas because you know that 12 days of Christmas kind of thing. Uh, we're going to have a special program. We're going to I got a lot of different varieties of the 12 days of Christmas, uh, and you know there is mention of. Uh, buying alcohol and cigarettes as a great gift for Christmas. And so if anybody's <laughs> going to be offended next week, there you go. Okay, just to, just to get that over the way. But if you don't mind your kids hearing that sort of thing, uh, that's fine. 
But if you want to, I'll warn you, and you can skip ahead like five minutes next week. But that's next week. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, focus. So this week, all right, now, you know, I don't recall much doing any pageants until um, your church kind of joined into where my old building was, and I don't even know what happened to the old pastor I had, but I don't think we really ever did anything before. But then you guys came in, and it's like every Sunday school class had to have their own program, and then, of course, a nativity. Which is the typical thing. Well, before we ever joined in together, you guys went to the Maple Park Garden Bible Church. Yep. And we went to the Moment of Truth Baptist Church, and we we're both very small churches. Your pastor had had some uh, health issues and eventually had to retire. I had to do research on this a couple of years ago on all this. Huh. Uh, but he had to retire, and we were basically not drying up. We had a lot of people, but it was just a small little room. There was nowhere to go. So we always try to have programs at our church, and a lot of times each class would try to have something, and uh, uh, it was always a lot of fun. But really, until we got to go and join with y'all and became the Maple, excuse me, the Moment of Truth uh, Bible, Bible Church. Well, it was Bible Church. <laughs> well, it was Bible Church, yeah, for, then we became Bible Baptist. Then Bible Baptist, yeah, when we got the newer building. But anyway, yeah, until we did that, yeah. we didn't have a lot of room to be doing those shows. So when we first started... My aunt, you remember her, Aunt LaDonna? Oh, yes. LaDonna Alexander. She would well, make puppets and things. We're trying to get last names, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> she, she would do all sorts of uh, nice little puppets, and we'd have nice puppet shows doing some of the nativity things, stuff yeah. like that. I remember, I don't think this was part of Christmas, or but there was one year she was doing a Daniel on the Lion's Den yep. with these puppets, and she had the two lions. It was so cute. I don't know why this stuck in my head, but when Daniel gets thrown in and she's a little lion, she goes, oh, I'm not going to eat them. No, God will get either. really mad. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. Well, it's one of those... I don't know if it translates well when I'm telling people on here, but it was really cute when you saw it. It was very Jim Henson-like. Yes, it was, because she made some of the funnest little puppets. Yeah, she did. She had a way of uh, real personalizing, really personalizing these shows, so we did a lot of that. One of my favorite memories, though, we, I'm sure this is one you're going to mention, but uh -huh. uh, one of my favorite memories is uh, whenever I was 11 years old, um, we did this thing called the Christian's Christmas Carol. Yeah, we kind of got bored or with doing was, the nativity the same way every time. So yeah, maybe to I was 12. I'm trying to remember what year. Oh, it was but a long time the, ago. The first time, I and I wrote it. I wrote it all out, and I still to teach it once in a while. But uh, it was called The Christian's Christmas Carol. I played Bob Cratchit on the first one, and uh, we had some other fella who was just visiting for a while who played Scrooge. But my favorite memory of that one <laughs> was that go. Jeremy played Tiny Tim. And I was tall, skinny, weird, wiry kid at the time. I was, you know, I was skeletal. Uh, well, I, what, I, what I cracked me up was I had no idea how you're going to be dressed and came your turn to come yeah, out. Because it said in the script to come out in pajamas, and what I was wearing for pajamas at the time, because it was cold, was a pair of white long johns. <laughs> he comes walking out, and the whole church bursted out in laughter. It was great. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Memorable. Oh, yeah, because it was pretty much like I came out wearing white tights, man. I was... The, the next year I liked even more I have pictures of still was whenever I played Scrooge you played Bob and yeah. uh, John played it several roles Marvel yeah. he was always Christmas a great Press. Marley yeah. uh, and he was, he was Mar Marley I'm going to say not Marvel he's Marley and then he was uh uh, the Christmas present. He was wrapped like a giant present, <laughs> and this is before I saw any saw that anywhere else, like any kind of Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like yeah. they, they do have that, but yeah. at the time we hadn't seen that yet. It was really cute. <laughs> was it the first year we did it that your grandpa was Scrooge? No, uh, it's just a young man who was visiting was. Oh, because I, I keep thinking he, well, your grandpa played Scrooge one time. Well, what my grandpa did was for me. Uh, I I was uh, planning on making a kind of a 
half animated thing about it. And I had my grandpa record the voice of Scrooge, so oh. I still have it. I still have his voice of Scrooge. Cool. Uh, and if I ever use it someday, I'm hoping it's going to be able to. I may may use at least bits of it because you know I don't know if I'll change the script around. It's possible to go to someone who's in heaven and say, "Hey, can you do this in script?" <laughs> sure. <laughs> but be a but part because of, of that, I always draw my I, when I draw Scrooge, I always put a little hints of my grandfather. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. So that the the main thing was was fun with the Christmas Christmas Carol is when we did the Ghost of Christmas Past we could still do our nativity mm-hmm. show we just do we it when we visit the past because we went for years where we just we'd have a nativity and basically <laughs> when you get up there you get in whatever pose and I was I was a shepherd for years oh, me but too. yeah we'd get into whatever kind of pose and whoever was the angel would have to stick their arms out. And then they'd stop so everybody can sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And we're all trying to freeze and hold that position while they all sing. When you're little, it's hard to stay still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awful. But uh, I remember the, probably one of the more fun times I had is when uh, you, me, and Seth were the three wise guys, as we said it. Yeah. We were the wise men and everything. And the, the fun part is that, um, uh, well, see, my grandma, <laughs> <laughs> my grandma had uh, this outfit that uh, she had made. I think back even with my Uncle Wayne when he was doing these kind of things as a kid. But it had like a complete outfit and everything uh, with uh, like the whole tunic and the robes. and So it was always fun to wear that and everything. But we were like hanging in back and I I do a lot of acting kind of stuff. And if you ever see me like backstage, I I tend to work up energy because I I, I get excited to do stuff. My wedding was crazy like this. I remember. You remember (laughs) that. And it's because I get excited so I'm working up. And it's it's what I like to call performance energy. You're hulking out. That's that's right. right. But like when I get there on stage, I'm like focused and everything. But it was like, I you know, I feel like I kind of almost half rushed this because I can't remember who was walking in front, but I was like, yes, we're going down. Here we go. You know, I get up there. I'm like a ball of going. And <laughs> so it was fun and everything. The three of us getting to be kind of knuckleheads backstage. Certainly. And <laughs> before we <laughs> came marching out. But uh, I, oh golly, I remember the, uh, the the most painful year that we, we did in Nativity. <laughs> Well, because my knees have always been kind of a pain in the neck. I'd never actually learned to crawl when I was a baby because it hurt my knees. So I scooted. Uh, I've never been able to get down on my knees for long because I, it's excruciating for me. I don't know why, but it's it's really bad. But uh, uh, there was one year I was Joseph and your sister was Mary. And so I had for the entire show, because we came down first, obviously, and then everybody had to visit us, yeah. and I was supposed to be sitting on my knees. I was in agony. Now I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so we've done like the nativities for years. So the Christmas Christmas Carol really gave us that chance to branch away mm-hmm. and still do a nativity. And I don't know if you remember this one. But what I remember was my first year as a Sunday school teacher, and I was like a, a I'm thinking I was a junior at the time. I was a junior in high school. Uh, I had been teaching for several years, helping Miss mm-hmm. Robertson. You remember her? Oh, yes. And she was, she was outstanding. I, I yeah. love that woman. But anyway, uh, so we were, I was doing my first year, and I had you come to assist me in the program, and I dressed like, now don't ask me why I did this, except for the fact that I was teaching at the time, for Sunday school that is, I was teaching preschoolers, so what do kids connect with Christmas is Santa Claus, and uh, and I've always taught about Santa because I love Santa Claus. What you know, you can still love Santa and love Jesus Christ more, <laughs> right? So what we did was we got all the kids around. I was dressed like Santa, and Jeremy was dressed like an elf. Yep, and, which was a perfect, really perfect at the time. Oh yeah, and we it got together fun. and we sang with the kids. And what I love was in front of the whole church. The kids were blowing out the candles on little cupcakes, you remember? Yeah, we had a birthday for Jesus. Yeah, we had a little birthday party for everyone. I thought that was so cute. Yeah, I remember doing that. Dang, what song did we sing? We sang a song together. We we sang, uh, 
we came in, we sang a couple of them. We sang happy birthday and all, and we came into it. And so I offer you this simple, simple prayer to him. One to 92. It's from one to 92. That's right. Yep. We, we basically were singing about Jesus with that tune. Right. We, I knew you'd like done some reworking yeah. for it. Oh, do you remember one year, because uh, you know, we the Sunday school classes had to do separate things. Um, to him who died for me and you. That's what was, to him who died for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, must have been my sophomore year for junior year. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was my sophomore year. Uh, I had tried to say, okay, well, we need to update the, the, the Christian's Christmas Carol, but we weren't doing anything collectively anymore. Each Sunday school class had to do their own thing. And so I had spent all this time writing up a script called The Christmas Avenger. Oh, there you go. Where I had, like, a Scrooge-type character, but instead of meeting three ghosts, he was going to meet this goofball superhero. And you actually made me the... Uh, the thing to kind of wear for yeah. the costume because I had like a mask with a Santa hat and then you'd drawn <laughs> up the little thing. But I had this big elaborate script and then your mom was the Sunday school teacher and we were so short on Cassid that all we really had is your your sister being the mean person and coming across me. I looked like I was a bum. I was just sitting there in the corner like a bum. That. And I stood up and I, I never, was teaching her the real meaning of Christmas. I never understood the, the that story. I remember watching it because I wasn't in your class uh -huh. at the time. I remember watching and thinking, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it did not come around to me because I had this grandiose story and this well-written thing. I wish I still had the script I wrote. <laughs> but your mom looked at it and like, we don't have time for this, nor the cast. And But this is, you know, we can do something with this. And so, yeah. and it was awful. And I had been so excited to do it. And I had even, um, I had gotten a copy of Robin Hood, the, the Prince of Thieves. And I had set up a tape recorder, and I recorded the music off of it because I wanted to play that yeah. at the start of it. That's one of my favorite things to this day. Yeah, <laughs> and we never even got to use it. That was so disappointing. Like this was going to be this great thing, and the whole church was going to be so excited by it, and it was terrible. That, that's our salute to Michael Kamen. There you go. That's our salute to the great Michael Kamen. The great late, late great. Yeah, late great, and. Uh, Thanks for recording with Metallica. That's right. That was, that's a pretty cool thing for him to do. Even if the album isn't that great, it was pretty cool. It, one of the so things that I love with one of our first nativities we've done uh, with that with, when the church is combined, I recall that they had, uh, you know, different cast members from each group of, of the Sunday school. So for the shepherds, they had the teenagers and stuff. Yeah. And for the wise men, that was still my favorite time I ever saw the wise men. We had three adult men come down. Yeah. And I remember one was... Uh, Bill Chisholm, uh, and he's, he's with the Lord now, but Bill Chisholm, and uh, one was Lonnie Thatcher. Yep. He's still with us. And then one was George Koontz, my grandfather. Yep, I and remember that. I, I love when they come walking down. My grandma had all these uh, all these doodads around the house that were kind of like lan lanterns, and but they looked really nice and fancy, so they used those for the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And uh, my grandpa wore this bathrobe that he wore just on special occasions. And it was real nice looking. It looks like something that a wise man would wear from back in the day. <laughs> so for years, that was what we'd use. Every time someone yeah. had to do a wise man, we'd use that. And I, wish, I would love to say we still have it. We did until a couple years ago. Someone threw it away and I, at church. Aww. I was not happy because yeah. that's my grandfather. Yeah. But still... Uh, those are fun days, and I remember that. That's part of the fun of like the old Christmas pageants, because it's uh, there's a song I'm going to play if I haven't played it already. I don't know when I'm going to put these songs in, but uh, that uh, it quotes the line: uh, "It looks like there was a sale on bathrobes at Walmart." Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? that's that's kind of what it looks like, because everybody's. I mean, that was always nice that I actually had a costume that Grandma had made, but it got passed down. I remember there was one year it was adorable, and I don't remember who the baby was, but your grandma was like. I don't know, was a nursery helper or whatever, but she came down with a little jingle yes, bell and a little uh, baby. That with was a Santa uh, hat. 
that, singing a little song. Yeah, he was the only one she would have, and that was a. Uh, uh, I'll turn on his name right now. His last last name was Roberts. Uh, I remember because I knew the family pretty well, but for some reason I can't remember the kid's name. But he was cute. She held him. Yeah, yeah it was an adorable thing. They came walking down the middle. But it was not a complete thing until uh, after, of course, your dad would have been, you know, through the nativity telling the Christmas story. But then good old Riley Brown to get good up there, whip out that sombrero. Oh, yeah. And start singing. Oh, the hat I got for Christmas is too big. My mother and then played that song for him and he went nuts for it. You know, that, <laughs> that old song. Now, isn't that Mel Blank? Yes, yeah. Mel Blank did it. But always, one of the things that was always so special when we were kids and when you would leave... Uh, they'd have little bags, like treat bags for all us kids. Still had it. oranges and mm-hmm. apples and candy canes and hard candies. And, you know, what's cool about that is I never really knew it back then. But I've heard, you know, as I've gotten older, when you talk to people who are, you know, like much older than us, that was Christmas. That was what you wanted in your stockings. You'd love to get those apples and oranges. That was what made Christmas special. And they didn't need all the frills that we were kind of, you know, we were a little spoiled, maybe. Oh, well. With all, with, all, <laughs> yeah, with all the things we expect. But back then, they'd get some nuts and apples and oranges, and it was the greatest thing. And it really kind of reminded me how special those bags were. I didn't get to see it today, but I know that today, I'm here in Claycomo, Missouri, that the... Uh, there was the fire truck that went around today. Uh, they always had sand on the back, and they would every year give you a little bag of treats, and there would always be oranges and apples and the nuts, different types of walnuts and awesome. all that stuff. And, and, you know, it's funny is I didn't always eat the walnuts and stuff because it was always hard on my teeth, but I got to say that... Uh, I gotta say that it was just something that was so Christmassy to me. Yeah. About the smell of all that together. And yeah. I just loved it. Until you accidentally poured it all out together in your toy box and you smell the rotten apple later. Oh. <laughs> which, which happened more than once. <laughs> you know, and I had never ever thought of or, or seen anything like that until actually just this, this week. And I'm going to plug another podcast called Inside the Magic. Uh, InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, but anyways, the, uh, the guy who's the host of that had posted up stuff on Facebook. Some video he took. I guess they do this regularly around Orlando, but they had uh, full sirens going. Like a police car and a fire truck, yep. right behind the fire truck, it was towing Santa on his sled, waving, going right awesome. through the neighborhoods. That's awesome. And I was like, "My goodness, that's great!" <laughs> well, yeah, but I never heard her say in the old like day. In the old day, kids, you know, first of all, I don't know if they were doing this during the depression. I'm assuming they were, but kids didn't have much, yep. and uh, sometimes that was all they were, poor kids were going to get was yep. that bag of candy and all, maybe something from the folks, but. That was pretty special. Yeah. You know, I think it still is. I still get a kick out of it. That's where I kind of think, and not to get on the back of my day situation, but I do think it's sad. That's that what this show is about. The kids, <laughs> you know, kids nowadays, uh, and hey, we, we were spoiled too. Yeah. But kids nowadays, I, I think, sometimes have so much stuff mm-hmm. that they don't appreciate the little things. And to me, the little things make the big stuff. Yeah. Worth living, at least. It was fun. And that's one of the things, you know, we've learned is with working with kids over at the, the church and whatnot is when it comes to, like, like overnights, you give them prizes that are the simplest toys. They have a ball with it. Mm-hmm. They don't need a lot of the high-tech stuff when, it, when you get down to it, unless you're really just a spoiled jerk. But we're getting <laughs> we're getting off on a way other topic. But, yeah, I mean, simple toys are, mean so much, uh, you know, just because there's more you can do with a toy that has more than one function, you know? Yeah. If it flies around the room, it can become a rocket. It can do all this other mm-hmm. kind of things in a kid's imagination. It's like whenever, so, I've always yeah, noticed tangent. this. <laughs> you end up buying a toy for a kid, and it's kind of funny. We laugh about it, but sometimes the kid will get more out of the box. I'm talking about the little kids. They get more <laughs> yeah. out of the box than they do the toy itself. Yeah, I guess you can make stuff out of that box sometimes. I remember mm-hmm. buying my nephew, uh, my oldest nephew, Baron. I bought him a... Uh, 
the uh, big stuffed toy of the beast once. Really isn't that big, but it was the first one they brought out of him. And uh, but I remember, it came, yeah, it was a 1991, and uh, I remember it, the beast came in this box that was made to look like a seat for the beast. So <laughs> Baron picks up the beast and sets it next to the box, sits down holding this little toy guitar, and sets in the box like a chair <laughs> and it was so cute <laughs> uh, i hope burns is gonna listen to this show because that'd be awesome because he's all grown up now and... you don't remember that at all i'm sure oh man <laughs> oh the fun let's see was there anything we're not oh you know there was a, the, i think the last christmas pageant we ever got to do together and everything you were teaching a class mm-hmm. and usually uh, am now usually am, yeah <laughs> Uh, and you had me come out as Linus. You had like yeah. all the kids were giving lines from different Christmas specials. I'm trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas, and I came down as Linus and, and gave the lines. And unfortunately, we didn't get to practice that one as much as I'd hoped we had. Yeah. But but it, I enjoyed it. And the fact that I remember, you know, you all who are listening probably don't know, but every year I try to make two or three new songs. Uh, all I do is take songs that everybody knows them of, like Jingle Bells, whatever. And change the lyrics yep. to represent Jesus or something of a biblical principle. And uh, so I remember that year we took Blue Christmas and we sang, There Will Be No Christmas Without You. And the kids are singing yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. The kids are singing to Jesus. They said, There would be no Christmas without you. And then they went through the whole thing. And uh, at the end of it, they say, You know, if you let him in, then Christmas can begin and we'll have a true true christmas yeah. and that was a good one yeah <laughs> i remember that one that, that reminds speaking of songs that they were like tradition uh i remember every year your mom would even sing um and i don't know what you call the song but c is for the christ child that, it's called christmas uh and it's it has the letters uh-huh. it has it, all the letters of christmas a, a, a lot of people sure. don't know this i learned it from jim reeves great old singer i've heard singer. that version I yeah think. yeah it, the radio, it starts even. off with a uh, when I was just a youngster, Christmas meant one thing, that I'd be getting lots of toys a day. I learned a whole lot different when Mother set me down and taught me to spell Christmas this way. And then goes and into goes spelling into it. C is for the Christ child, born upon this day. H is for herald angels in the night. R for uh, R, see, R means our redeemer. Uh, I means Israel, and S is for the star that shone so bright. T is for three wise men. They who travel, travel far. far. Yeah. Uh, M is for the manger where he lay. Mm-hmm. A is for all, all he stands for. S means shepherds came, and that's why there's a Christmas day. Then he goes you're back. getting more songs than you expected this yeah, time, right? Because sorry. you're getting us singing, which is probably horrible. I didn't realize until <laughs> looking at a video I was in not long ago, I sing continuously. I'm always singing. Don't even realize okay. it. I'll just pick up. I didn't know it, but I was watching it with my wife, watching a video, and I said, do I really sing that much? Because I can't ever get you to stop. <laughs> which is why that went back when uh, that Chicken Little movie came out with the little, the little pig guy when he was always <laughs> yeah. singing. That's why he reminded you, us of you. It's like, not, not because he was a pig or anything. But it's okay. But because he was always singing and he was always pretty happy. And it's like, that's Phil. It's personality. I know I'm the John Candy type of guy. It's okay. <laughs> with more songs. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, but that's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, <coughs> let's see. Is there anything else I can think of on the, like the Christmas pageants that we used to do? Um, 
Well, I think the one. Of course, now I'm all grown up. They've all changed, and I'm, you know. But of course, we're talking childhood memories. But now, as, I'm, as a grown up, now I'm in the choir and I sing cantatas, and they're all these big, nice things. And, and I still do a lot of the same things. I have to. I'm the one now who has to come up with things for kids to do. Yeah. Problem is, when you don't have a whole lot of kids, you find yourself doing most of it. And so I don't know if people think I do that on purpose, but the fact of the matter is, is I've learned a lot of things. First of all, as kids have grown up, a lot of them that I've had at least are a lot less hammier. And they don't really want to do a lot. So they don't mind singing, but they don't want to learn lines. So I've learned a lot of times to put all the pressure on myself. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.